the Scythe Morris. And this is This Week in Car Audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. This Week in Car Audio. Audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We'll be talking about bass, talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you haven't found, check your grounds. It's show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Hello and welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, The Judge, co-hosted with Lucky McGovern. Our co-host, our, our uh, guest this week is going to be Daryl. That's right, he's a guest. He ain't co-hosting nothing. Uh, he's a guest. His name is Daryl Colley. Yes, sir. Daryl Colley, points champion, East Coast, and the only one in the world to have more points in multiple classes than Mr. Lucky McGovern. Smoke my ass, man. He 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 took it. Yeah, he got me. Um, don't mind me, everybody. Once again, you guys know what I'm doing. I'm sharing the video to like a gazillion pages. So sorry for uh, not paying attention to screen, Doug's and kick it off right now. And then yeah, so so right now I can see. Uh, remember, comment, like. Remember, hit the angry button. Uh, once I saw that uh, little thing about Facebook Live, they love the angry buttons. So hit that. Make sure you guys hit that. We got uh, Brandy Korth, Tiffany Paris, Christian Jenner. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Tristan Paris. We got uh, Greg Cleary, Spencer, Rob, uh, Michael and Beth Rowe. All these guys watching right now. So, hey, guys, what's up? Remember, hit a like, hit, hit a comment in there. There you go. There's some of them. And, hit, an, faces. and hit an angry face. Yeah. There's some angry faces popping up there. Um, all right. When, uh, so we are going to get to this thing here. Uh, Steven, uh, Stefan, checked in. David McKay. What's up, Daryl? Anybody know who David McKay is? Just I do. Checking. He's you a might bass racer. He, he's, he's an all right bass racer from the East Coast. Um, Mel popped in, a guy from last week. Uh, Brad Van uh, Volkenberg. Uh, okay, guys, real quick before we get started here, remember if you guys like these shows and you think they're worth your time to listen to, uh, we appreciate it. We do offer these absolutely free. But we don't mind tips. The tips for the host, you can get us at Venmo, at SonicFX, all one word. Our cash app, cash app is dollar sign SonicFX, all one word, S-O-N-I-C-F-X. So if you guys want to hit us with a tip, we always appreciate that. These things are not, uh, you know, it takes it cost us a little money to run this thing. Uh, we spend a handful of, uh, you know, handful of hours putting it together every week for you. We're going to be starting the Basehead Diaries up, it looks like, pretty soon. Uh, we'll see how that all gets together. So if you guys are interested in that, you know, check out that. Remember, like and subscribe to our uh, to the uh, YouTube page, which is SonicFXDoug, S-O-N-I-C-F-X-D-O-U-G. That's on my YouTube channel. Um, Lucky's got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. He'll have to talk about that. And uh, so let's start talking to Daryl. Daryl, how you doing? Pretty good. How about you? Oh, we're still alive. We're here kicking. Uh, you know, not all of us have the uh, COVID uh, truckers, whatever Lucky had. <laughs> Long haulers. Long haulers. That's it. Same thing. Um, truckers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what truckers are, right? They're right. long haulers. <laughs> I get it. So, so that's how I remembered what you said. Um, besides that, COVID. okay. So let's let's get right to it. How many points did you have? Ooh, I, I know it was a little over 500. God. <laughs> I think God. it was, I want to say it was around the, between 509 and 520 and just about everything. But Top Dog, I want to say, and I fell just short to like 490 something in Top Dog. Guess what? It's a new season. <laughs> so so hey, lucky do you remember how many points you had no and congratulations to you man my hat's off to you um i tried my little heart out man but i was just uh, like there's no way he's just he's way too far ahead of me 
Uh, I mean, there there could have been a way, you know, if we could have threw some more shows or whatever. But I mean, it would have it would have took a lot. Yeah, you're, oh, you're yeah. by far ahead of me. Yeah. Um, and like the, the thing that killed us is we actually lost a few months in 2020, which I think the whole country did. You know. Yes. Yeah. Right. But like, right. it it was a. Uh, he cheated. Creamer t- says. I cheated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one that helped me cheat there. <laughs> Oh, and D- and Dave McKay says the only reason you were getting first is because he wasn't at those shows. That's all right. I think at Triple Fest, I took care of him and wow. uh, Chris Gregory. But but I will say this: I'm fairly new to base race, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, like in my area, mm-hmm. nobody's really into it. They'll pull up and they'll burp, and they've kind of got into the cyclone thing real big. But a lot of people are very standoffish about base race. Um, one of my local guys, Jamie Polk, he's He's getting really good at it, and he's about my only competition, like at these local shows. Uh huh. So until I go to like Tennessee or one of the big shows, I really don't have anybody to go against. So like, I like going up against guys like David and Chris that are well experienced. So like, if I get remotely close to them, you know, to me, it feels good. Like when you're just playing yourself, you don't really accomplish anything. And uh, we had a thing going at Triple Fest, and they all moved up from 29.9 to come to 39.9 with my CRX and I ended up actually winning that event. So it kind of shocked everybody. There you go. Uh, was, um, Gracie at that event? No, um, I don't know. Gracie wasn't there. I don't think unless she ran 29, nine, I really went, I really went too sure. Okay. Um, and she's new too, right? So to the base race scene or competing. Oh yeah. You muted yourself again. Watch your thumb. (laughs) Can you hear me? Yeah. Now we can. Jeremy tried calling me. He doesn't realize I'm on my phone. Rob Collar just messaged me right now. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, kind of, we do a live feed this time, like every Monday night. Just Murphy's saying. Law, dude. Murphy's Law. We get texts and messages and, yeah. and calls during, during the live feeds. Yep. Yeah. Hey, also, real quick, I did want to um, say happy birthday to our brother, um, Ray Maestas. It's his happy birthday. Happy birthday, brother. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, for sure. Um, and then, uh, who else do we have there? Um, what was the other one we were going to talk about? I forgot now. I'm so lost. Anyway, so, uh, 500 plus points, lucky, not as much. Um, not but, as much. <laughs> and then, uh, how did your, and your daughter got, uh, for power wheels, right? Yeah. She actually won the bagger beats and power wheels. And then she ended up winning the championship as well. So yes, she did. I think it's the first time anybody from Alabama has ever swept it. And I think it's the first time that a, a father and a kid swept all five. So pretty big accomplishment in, in my book. It makes me feel good. So well, That's pretty cool. Uh, so um, your daughter does the bagger beats. Um, and then so you also do bagger beats so with the motorcycle, right? So, yes, sir. So what do you take when you show up to a show? Jeez. Um, on average – um, I take my, my 2,500 that I've done cyclone with, then I take a trailer. Like if it's a local show, I really won't use my big trailer and one of my buddies will pull like, the motorcycle for me. But generally I take the motorcycle, the power wheels, the van and my truck that I tow with that I also compete with. So I take at least four to five at every show. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how's this guy beat me in every single damn class? Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it right there. Uh, do, do you do Cyclone too? Then I do do Cyclone. I actually yeah. won the Cyclone Wall with RTA Championship on the East Coast finale. Okay, so that was so we and that was a that's a good one to me because like I literally finished the truck at 4 a.m. before we pulled out mm-hmm. a couple hours later to go up there. So we went completely untested. Um, okay. So it was it was a real exciting thing for me. I kind of broke the sunroof and all the tracks in the roof in the middle of the run. So I backed off a little bit, but um, I so, was very happy do, with it. Do you remember what your total score was? I want to say it was like a... Th- Guess what I got right here. You got the scores. I you will the pull scores. them up. <laughs> Doug's quick with it, man. You got a question, he's quick with the answer real quick. So let's go uh, here. We got DB Drag. We got Event Calendar. We got Last Month. And we got Muscle Shoals. And 
so that was Cyclone, right? Yes, sir. So Cyclone with RTA. Um, demo Cyclone Wall. 143.8 at 33 hertz, 74.9 RTA, 80 on the install with a total of 345.7. And that's actually after getting docked 20 points. Um, on your install. On the install. That's, and I, it, yep. that's where the 4 o'clock in the morning thing kind of hurt me. A couple, <laughs> wire, couple wires didn't get tucked, and then on my trim <laughs> panels on the side of the amp rack, uh -huh. I didn't paint paint the inside of them, so when it was all lit up and they lit in there, it was raw wood. So, which is okay, simple mistake, but I'm just glad I was able to pull off the win with all the. We had we built it in two nights, starting at midnight both nights, and worked till about four four thirty, and yep. then that we pulled it off. Okay, so. so so I'm not diminishing what you did at all. I'm just letting you know, Brent Levitt. I don't get on do you know who Brent? Oh yeah, me and him are like I like I worship him. Okay. And his fabrication and install stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I know he blew me out of the water. I actually talked to Brett from time to time on Facebook, and he, like his builds are just amazing to me. Oh, absolutely. So I hope to one day reach that kind of level. Okay, so he did a 153.2 at uh -huh. 26 hertz, yeah. 98 on the RTA, 100 yeah. on the install. I mean, there was no yeah. way he wasn't yeah. getting 100 on the install. Okay. Yeah, um, for sure. For a total Beautiful. score of 405.2. Jeez. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he's he's amazing. Um, so uh, so we don't really do the RTAs out on the West Coast, um, the RTA classes because RTAs boring as f. I'm just saying, um, it, 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 it's you know it, it's it's about for me it's about um, engagement with the crowd and the competitor. I need them. I need everybody to engage, and um. You know, RTA, it's just difficult to engage anybody other than the competitor themselves. Oh, yeah. The main reason I stick with the RTA class is um, actually one of the guys on my team, Colby Comer, which he was at finals. He'd done the demo wall class, and he actually done the death match and won the death match. Oh, um, that's right. He, he, does, he does the demo class. So I try to do the classes that none of my guys are in, you know, just to – to give them a chance because I build all their stuff and like, I like to be able to help them and not go against them, you know, in the competition lane anyway. Okay. Yep. So, so now that you've, Oh, Ray, my is now watching. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, brother. Happy so, birthday. Um, anyway, uh, with that being said, um, now that you've seen the West Coast, East Coast, the two things, um, any thoughts about hitting both world finals possibly? So, actually, I would love to. Um, I've had a, a pretty iffy year this year, so um, a lot of stuff was last minute with me even getting ready to the East Coast. Like, if there would have been a couple more weeks between the two, I could have probably pulled it off. Mm -hmm. But getting my van together um, – I'd redone the power wheels and all that. I just financially, it wasn't there for me to be able to hit both right. and with my work, my work scheduling, yep. but I would definitely love to hit both. Cause like, I've always wanted to go out to Cali cause like on the cyclone side, y'all got it knocked off over there. Like some of the builds oh. over there are just amazing. The scores they put up. So I definitely would like to go, you know, out that far. I've never been no further than Texas visiting and, you know, Mississippi is the furthest I've been to compete. So Okay. I would like to travel more places. Uh, you're you're definitely welcome out here anytime. Uh, you'll get more it. demos than uh, you can imagine. Uh, you know, the big deal out here is can you play 20 hertz? Oh, right? yeah. Can you play I, 20 hertz at 150? Coming. Right? I've got something coming for the the 20 hertz class. Okay. So that that's the big deal. I would say um, a lot of our guys out here are are big into the 20 hertz. We have a handful of guys that play at the 33 hertz, uh, but those guys there are in the mid 50s. You know, they're yeah. Like so. the the use like I say, it was, most of it was like with the truck. Um, it was actually I started off on I think it's a boom check two. Yeah. And I was averaging like 27 hertz, mm -hmm. and then right towards the end, the score kicked up to 33. Yeah, and that that kind of hurt me a little bit there, but that's just not having time to test, and you know. Oh yeah. yeah, so there there are tips and tricks you can do to help improve your uh, cyclone score. <clears throat> Pardon 
excuse me, for demo. Um, and, and like I said, and demo is a full minute oh, versus yeah. uh, the regular one, which is with the RTA is only 30 seconds. And there's a huge difference in playing your stuff for one minute versus playing your stuff for 30 seconds. Oh yeah, that's what I've. That's what we've pretty much been dialing in on Kobe's Jeep because uh -huh. I've actually built Kobe's Jeep, and that's actually Kobe's Jeep is probably my pride and joy. Um, I've got more time on his stuff than I probably do mine, testing and trying different things. So, like, I get more pumped up when he's competing than like when I compete. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so so uh, Lucky was getting into it with you at the uh, um, backstage, but so how did, what got you into car audio? How did you get started? Uh, that kind of thing. So what got me into it, and honestly, I was a 14-year-old uh, kid, mm -hmm. and my dad does contracting work, and one of his workers had a old box Chevy Caprice on hydros. It was yeah. flip had the crushed velvet interior, yes. and had six Rockford Fosgate punch twelves in the trunk. And he come, we ended up having to meet up with him one day. And like when he pulled up, his trunk was waving. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and like my dad is very traditional, um, old school Southern guy. So he's not really into anything but like Shania Twain or Reba McIntyre. And he likes <laughs> everything factory. And if football. it come that way, it should stay that way in football. He loves Alabama football. That's right. Alabama, not just football, Alabama football. That's right. <laughs> but, but um, it just got me intrigued in the car world and like, you know, I come from I'm, I do a lot of mainly like the hood type car shows with the big wheels and the donks and stuff like that. And that's um like I'm kind of into everything, lifted trucks, lowered stuff, tuner stuff. Um, but I got more into the Fast and the Furious phase like once I turned 16. Like my first car was a '79 Z28. It just had a couple six by nines in it, nothing. That's just and the then, poor man's Trans Am, if you didn't know. That's that's right. And then <laughs> I ended up getting into a, um a Grand Am. And a local stereo shop was running a special with a uh, two kicker comp 15s, buy one, get one for one twenty five ninety nine. Right. So when I, I was actually just started to working with my dad roofing at 17, I got my first paycheck and I went over there and I got the sealed box prefab. They put it all in. I think I had a Lanzar Opti drive, like 1000 watt amp. And like, I just thought I was the king of the world. And how dumb and, did your dad tell you were? He told me I was the stupidest person <laughs> in the world he ever met. But uh, he's, he's like, one day, you know, you'll outgrow this stuff. And he always used to tell me, because like where we live, there's a big old curve that goes down the hill before you get to our property. And my dad always said, you better have that turned off before you come around the curve. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And, then, and now if I pull up and not play music, they're asking me what's wrong with me, you know. So <laughs> they, they, me and my dad actually used to hit a lot of shows together, just me and him. So, which he had a custom Harley at the time. There was no audio on it. And I've had a couple Harleys as well with no audio. And But um, he did, when they had Nopi Nationals, which used to be real big in Atlanta, right. scraping the coast in Biloxi, like he used to go with me to all of them. So he's always supported me. You know, once he got past it, he realized I was kind of committed and it wasn't a phase, you know, anything to keep me out of trouble. He kind of he went along with it. No, that's awesome, and now you're uh, rekindling that, but now with you and your daughter, right? Yes, sir. Keeping it yes, going. That's, that's right. That's awesome. Uh, you know, really enjoyed seeing her at the shows, uh, or at least at the ones that I did, you know, uh, mm. Slam and then World Finals. Oh, yeah. So, so she you guys... gets really into it. Oh, she did. Yeah. <laughs> She's then... already bugging me when the next one is. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have a guy over here, a young man named Christopher, uh, uh -huh. It's uh, Flex Issues Chris, and uh, him and his dad uh, let me know that, that they're going to retire the power wheels on this side. Um, oh, man. Yeah, he, he said he's starting to get, you know, he's starting to get older, and, uh, you know, he, he's, he, what it was is he saw the mini drags at World Finals because uh -huh. we had mini drags there at the same time. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. uh, he was like, Dad, that looks fun. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know about that. I didn't know about that. Oh, you didn't so, see the mini drags? No, I. Oh, I saw. I saw him. I'm saying, I didn't know that he was going to retire the power wheel. Yep. Uh, I did he, not know that. Right. Yeah. Right now, the current plan is to. He thinks he's done. Um, you know, things could change by the time we get to next year. Obviously. Right. Right. Um. You know, and 
he probably won't retire it for uh, what's this weekend. I don't know if if he takes it to Vegas or not. Oh yeah, I I you know what, dude? I get the name of it so fucked up. It was CES, but now they're with SEMA. Yes, it's got its yeah. own name. Uh, the ta- the Taco Fest or something. <laughs> uh, and I'm and I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm I, the name it it slips every time. So, yep. but yeah. CES is normally what it was. Now they're piggybacking with SEMA. Yep. So there's SEMA, and then I know he's going to do it for the memorial show coming up in Bakersfield. He'll definitely probably have it there. And then um, maybe the Toys for Tots out in in Fresno on December 5th, whatever weekend that is. Okay. So, But other than that, yeah, I I believe he is going to – he's going to retire that thing, and it's just going to be done. Well, hopefully some more kids are getting involved because, like, you know, down here, like in our local show, she's pretty much the only one. Yep. Um, there's a guy from Ufala. His son has a pretty cool little Jeep he drives around, and it's got more mainly PA stuff on it, and he don't really compete. But, um, you know, as far as competition stuff, we got to meet up with, like, Greg Kelly. We always meet up at the bigger shows, like in Tennessee and Georgia and stuff like that with his two daughters, Addison and Avalyn. Mm-hmm. And, uh so like I enjoy it and like she gets into it a lot and she's she'd be pumping me up to go to car shows and she's already messaged me, Hey daddy, when we get my ring. She every time <laughs> I talk to her, You got you got my ring yet? You got my ring yet? And uh when she got it sized, she was getting a size for her finger now. And I was like, Baby, you don't want to get it any bigger, you know. So when you get older, she goes, Well, aren't we gonna keep winning them? Like, All right, awesome. yes, ma'am. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, she she should have got it sized for her thumb, and then she can move it on fingers as yeah. she gets older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to do was put it on a necklace, but she was yeah. she was bent on getting it put on her finger now. So there you awesome. go. I guess we'll I guess we'll uh, have to keep winning then. No, yeah. that's but, awesome. But yeah, hopefully the power class the power wheels class will stay alive because like I really enjoy it, and like around here like the kids love it when we put it on display right. and turn it on. The parents will be rocking out with it as well. So. So, I got a got a lot of time and uh, pride and joy in that thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> so so you were at Slam. So you obviously see. I I try to make a big deal out of the Power Wheels, right? Well, actually, or, I you weren't at Slam. Slam. You weren't at Slam. Mm-hmm. It was just Addie and Addison, huh? It was the two yeah. sisters. Um. So yeah. yeah. So if you get a chance, you should look at my videos, uh, from World Finals and whatnot, and see, cause like when the kids come to my show, we stop the whole show. And we make the kids the show. We interview them and, hey, this is him. This is, how, you know, blah, blah. And, and I really try to get the kids involved, right? Um, like I said, uh, the big deal for me in uh, putting on these events is I want them to be family friendly. I want them to be fun as hell. And I want them to be quick. So, right. you know, those are, those are the premises is what I, I, I start the shows and I try to run the shows as. And when the kids come up, Dude, we will stop everything. We'll make everybody stop demoing. It don't matter. Make the it all about them. All about the kids. Yep. Yep. We, we tried that, but uh, a lot of the, you know, we battle the stunt wall crowd real bad down this way. It's just a big thing, you know. And they, I got a lot of respect for those guys. Yeah. But, like, you know, when you're doing the motorcycles and the power wheels, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard, you know, to factor in. But Jeremy does a real good job making the kids feel special as well. Okay. Try to get everybody included, so. No, I hope it continues to grow because they're the future of the sport. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, and yep. we we always talk about a guy out here, Ricky, uh, Ricky Garcia. So he was coming to shows when he was your daughter's age, and mm-hmm. he was just there with his dad, and his mm-hmm. dad was competing, and now his dad just tags along with him to shows, and so him and his dad come to come to shows together, and Ricky's loud. Ricky, what he did like a sixty-three or sixty-four yeah, or something like that. He's he's like sixty-three-ish for sure. Yeah, in a no-wall van. Awesome. So, no-wall. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, like I said, we we we're starting to see because I've been doing this now twenty almost twenty-one years, and so now I'm starting to see it generational. You know, that's oh, right. my dad used to compete and come to your shows. You know, mm-hmm. so that's always cool when we start seeing that. You know, that's right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it'll keep growing. I plan on doing it until I can't walk anymore. So, and hopefully the kids will keep it alive while I ride around with my wheelchair watching them. So, <laughs> hey, Go ahead. put put some beat on that thing. That's right. That's right. 
right. some, put some spinners on it and some beat. <laughs> yeah. right. If anybody has any questions for Daryl, hit us up. Uh, post them in the chat. Let's hear them, and uh, we will get we will uh, regurgitate them to him. Um, let's, let's see. see uh, Colby Comer said it ain't Dan Horner allowed though. That's right. Jeremy uh, no. Kramer, that's not too far away. <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've been scrolling up and down through the comments. Um, and let's see here. I'll let you guys go ahead, and I'll try to. Oh yeah, and then Chris Gregory says, uh, "Power scooter for the win." That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Had some good stuff right there. Um, anyway, so uh, for a living. Running? Oh yeah, what are you running? What are you, what are you running? You got in their what's, car. Your, what's your system? What you got? Oh. Well, your multiple and, systems. Your, your, yeah, your vehicles <laughs> and your systems that you have in, in them. Yes, please. All right. In my black truck, which is the 2500 that I won the Cyclone Championship with, um, I'm running Ramps, Resilient, and Incriminator in it. Um, I've got two different setups for the truck that I, I swap in and out. Um, the setup that was in it for finals was two IA Judge 18s on a Tarantula Space 15K. Um, it has all resilient vocal Neo 8s uh, in the doors. Um, they're powered by Tramps 440 by 4. It's got a limitless Cyber 12K in it. And the other system that I swap in there for more of the daily usage is a uh, Resilient Sounds Team 15. So, and I put the four, uh, I took the 40 section of the seat out and put that in there. And then I still have the 60 section for the kids, you know, to ride around in. Mm -hmm. But uh, and then it's got a limitless Cyber 12K and McMahon Hall, all that jazz. Um, the van is currently four Judge 18s, powered by two um 40.1s, and I got one of the Def Bonts, uh, 300 amp hour lithium banks in it. And that's all incriminator, um, the audio part that you were saying. IA stands for incriminator, yeah, audio. incriminator audio, yes, sir. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, the van, like I said, the van's all incriminator. Um, I actually bought the van from Nick. I used to have four resilient sounds, uh, platinum 18s in it last year. And then um, I ended up buying a CRX. I don't know if you ever saw the CRX that I had, um, but when I bought the CRX, I, got, I actually got it from Chris Gregory. Um, he, he, I wanted one. He put it up at the right time right after I sold all my stuff. So I went and bought it and uh, ran it for a while. And the van just kind of sat there. And believe it or not, before finals, the van went running until about three weeks before finals. Some rats got in there and messed with the wiring while it was Ooh. sitting. And uh, so the van didn't even get turned on until about seven days before we left for finals. So we loaded everything, got everything done, went in, no testing. So every run we made at finals, it actually got louder, louder, louder. But there's still a lot of testing to do. That, that was um, your test runs, huh, World Finals? Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> hey, I knew taking the van, as long as it showed up, it was a win to me. So, you know, battling like we did, because uh, I ended up selling the CRX about uh, five, six months ago, um, right after my divorce kind of started. So um, I ran it for a while, and it was pretty loud. Uh, I, it was really good base racing, 39.9, and it was a uh, Tramps and Incriminator Audio set up in it. Um, now my motorcycle, it's got 24 speakers total on it Jeez. Um, and it's got uh, three amplifiers and two batteries. Um, we actually built the motorcycle. I got the motorcycle from free, um, cause it didn't run and everybody's like, you like tinkering with stuff so you can get in. It's an old girl. It's a 1993. So they literally make nothing for it. Well, there's a guy down in Dothan named Larry Adams, which me and him are buddies, but it's kind of like, you know how you got to got the rivalry thing going on. Right. And um, he, he told me, he's like, you can make a car loud, but I bet you can't make a bike loud. So like, I kind of got fired up and I started buying random stuff like bags off of Facebook marketplace. I bought a whole bunch of parts that wouldn't even for the bike. And we ended up fabbing them all up. We took three months where I didn't touch no customer cars, nothing. And we tore my bike down to the frame and put it back together. So the bike's uh, speakers are a mix between Resilient Sounds and DS18. The only thing DS18 is what Resilient doesn't offer. Um, but it's got four DS18, five and a quarters in the front fairing. Um, it has an 800 by four Tramps amp stuffed in the front fairing. The lowers around the engine guard, I fiberglass them. Those are Resilient Sounds um, Neo 8s. Um, and then in the back, each saddlebag has five speakers per saddlebag. The saddlebags have got 
three um, resilient sound six and a halfs per lid and two resilient sound six, uh, six by nines for the mid base inside the bags. And then I've got eight three inch tweeters that are DS18. Um, the saddle bags are run off of one 800 by four and the front, the whole front stage is run off the front 800 by four. And then all eight, eight tweeters are run off of 400 by four tramps. And then I have a Rockford Fosgate DSR1 uh, sound pro DSP in there. And then uh, it's got a JVC head unit and I've just got two AGM batteries in it. Sounds so, like he's got more than a stereo geez, shop in dude, there. Right? Fuck, <laughs> yeah. That's insane. I'm waiting for him to finish. It's like it just kept going and going. Hey, uh, and Jeremy Creamer creeps thrown up there. Hashtag fourth place. That's right. See, <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing because I also stock car race. I do asphalt circle track racing. And um, the funny thing is I was racing. I, I, I used to race real heavy, and that's actually when I quit doing audio for a few years. And then um, with the passing of my grandfather, I kind of lost a love for racing. And that's what got me back into the audio side of it. Like audio was always my thing, but racing was always my dad and my grandfather's thing. I grew up at the racetrack since I was five years old. So <clears throat> when I first started racing, I was doing both. And I can go ahead and tell you, doing car audio and stock car racing is two very expensive hobbies. <laughs> and when you mess up in both of them at the same time, it's kind of hard to recover. So I took a break from audio, focused on my racing, and I'd done that for about probably about four years of just solid racing. I hit the occasional show, but it was nothing serious. And then, like I said, when my grandfather got sick and he passed, I just kind of stepped back, and that's actually when I met Jeremy. I went to uh, one of the first shows of the year down here, and um, he had DB drag going on, and then they had the local classes, which is what I always done, just outlaw when to kick. And uh, we tried DB drag, and, you know, I kind of got intrigued by it. And I realized how much harder it is to get loud sit on the dash than it is in the kick with the door open. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> but anybody that knows me will tell you I'm a competitor. It doesn't matter what it is. I want to be better, 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 better every day. And it ain't so much like going up against other people. It's like making myself, like, I set high, high expectations for myself, and then when I meet them, all right, it's time for some new ones. Yep. Like, I'm never satisfied. Yep. So, Speaking on <clears> that, <throat> I mean, uh, Lucky uh, had a conversation with um, Rob at World Finals mm -hmm. along that line. So you want to share that uh, conversation you had, Lucky? I believe it was with Rob, if, if that's what you're talking about as yep. far as, like, the ring goes. The number, yeah. Uh, right, right, right. And I believe it was Rob. I talked to a couple people that day, um, and I think it was Rob who told me that it wasn't even about winning the ring. It was uh, – he was just trying to hit his number. It mm -hmm. was the main focus. And I hope I got that right. I hope it was Rob, but uh, it could have been somebody else. But, yeah, so and that blew me away. I was just like, man, that's, that's just crazy. Just, uh, you know, it was just all about getting that number, you know. Uh, to, to beat his goal, you know, so, yeah. And that was me, like, believe it or not, until July of 2019, I never broke a 150. Um, and until I, when? I, sorry? Until when? July of 2019. Okay. Um, when I got back into, like, I used to have a HHR, a little Chevy, like, PT Cruiser-looking mm -hmm. deal, mm -hmm. and I bet I had 15 different systems in it. And the loudest I ever got was a 149.9. And I've done the stupid, like, all knobs to the right, like, extra volume clipping, you know, <laughs> all that. And I could never get to 50. Mm -hmm. So, and once I sold the HHR, I kind of went to, uh, had a Mustang for a little while, put, like, uh, American Base XFL 12 in it. Those never really competed. Yeah, never really competed with it. Um, I think it did, a, like, a 141 with 112. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was just more for my daily listening. And then um, I decided that I wanted to build another trunk car. So I had a 2017 Altima. And that's what I actually had when I met Jeremy. And at first, for kicks and giggles, I threw eight Planet Audio 10s in. Just bored. I used to be a big budget guy. Like, I just like trying all the cheap stuff. Because if you blow it, you can just throw it away, you know? Yep. And uh, I ran that for a couple months. I think the loudest I got it was like a 143 out the trunk on 3K. So I ended up swapping to a Resilient Sounds Platinum 18 on a Wolfram 3K, ran it for a while. And that's actually what I was running when I met Jeremy. And then it quickly began, and Jeremy can vouch for this. And it used to, like, tickle him to death because, like, like, I'm going to change it tomorrow. And he's like, no, you ain't. 
and he'll literally attest to it today. Like after every, if we had a show on Saturday, Sunday, my stuff was ripped apart. And I literally went from 118 to two 15s to two bigger 15s. I went from a 5K to an 8K to a 12K. And then there was a guy that's a little local rivalry guy. He ended up walling his Jeep. And he was like, I'm allowed a soft top Jeep in the world. You know, he just kind of talked smack because he would, at the time, he had the biggest setup of everybody, you know, with the local shows. Uh-huh. So I looked at Jeremy one day. And I was like, I'm about to wall the Ultima. He's like, no, you're not. So I took a two, th- <laughs> this is a 19. So I took a 2017 Ultima, yanked the back seat out of it, had 17,000 miles on it. And I walled that Joker with two 15s on a M- Tramps MD 12K. And I pulled up the first show and I beat the Jeep score. And once I beat his score, he never come back to a show again. And then, <laughs> and then it came to, all right, now I got to get a 50. And see, like when I left audio, you know, AGM was the big craze. Lithium wasn't hitting yet, you know, yep. stuff like that. Well, it was too so expensive had, at that yeah, time. I had, and when I come back, I had six AGM Group 31s in the trunk of this Altima on top of it being walled, you know. And, like, I got really into, like, you know, you really couldn't demo because it didn't have the electrical system to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. So then I, um, I swapped from two twi- uh, two 15s to three 15s, and then I ended up making the switch to lithium, and I was hooked. And that yeah. was the first time I broke a 50. Um, it was at the Shut It Down Boys show right outside of Atlanta, and Jeremy was actually there for that. I broke a 50 on 5K. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was a big achievement. Then it was like – all right, now I got to get a 55, you know, and um, which I, I try to compete at like every org that's at the shows. Um, the only one I really haven't gotten into too bad is Mecca because the lines are always like 20 miles long. So I've only done Mecca twice, but um, I ask um, DB drag, NSPL, um, base wars. All, I do it all um, just to try to support everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and we were at the Sunday on show in Tennessee and I had at the time I was swapped to, well, 2019, I went to finals, and I put four 15s in then. And actually, um, kind of messed some stuff up. I wired too low, fried my amp at finals. Kind of embarrassing. No. But it was, a, <laughs> it was a learning experience. Um, I know a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. I actually paced in the 3X, but I didn't, you know, place in the finals portion. But it was okay. I went expecting to lose, you know. I just wanted to go for the experience. But after that, because I went for, like, I never owned a burp car. And then after that, I realized, like, if I wanted to win, I got to have some bird vehicles. So I kind of went crazy. And, like, everybody laughs, like, what you bring to a show? Because I've got, like, nine different vehicles I can bring at any time. So which I've, I've sold a few of those off, and then I've kindly started acquiring them back. <laughs> but uh, I, I had a CRX, and then I got the van, you know, and nobody locally will go up against them. You know, so it's kind of like I'm just always by myself. Mm-hmm. So I like going and traveling to the bigger shows. And that's how I racked up all the points. Um, Jeremy can vouch for it. I think it was like three or four months solid that we were at a show every weekend. Florida, Georgia, all over Alabama. Like, I just love getting out and meeting people, mm-hmm. you know, and actually getting into it. And it got me hooked. So this was actually my second finals attending and walked away with two championships myself. And then the little girl got her. So it was a big step that's for me. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, Creamer wants to know when is he never not there? <laughs> Every one of your stories, Creamer can vouch for me. <laughs> That's right. Creamer's always there. As he says, he's like a ninja, so he's always around. Yep. But now nah, he's a Jeremy. I owe a lot to Jeremy. You know, he's he's taught me a lot, gave me some advice, and he gives me a really hard time. He's my biggest motivator. If he, he'll tell, oh, you ain't gonna do it, you ain't gonna do it, you can't do it. But that's where the Mr. Fourth Place thing comes in. We bounced around a lot. Every time he come and watches me race, I finish fourth place. If he's not there, <laughs> I, can fin- I can finish top three. And he shows up, it's fourth place or I'm getting wrecked. Automatic. No, no lie. So he just kind of quit coming to the racetrack. <laughs> but uh, my nickname for him, is, uh, my nickname to him is Mr. Fourth Place. All right. So, <laughs> not the Black Cloud? That's right. <laughs> Oh shit! No, no. J- Jeremy's a good dude. Um, he's flown me out to do a couple of his shows, uh, Spring Break Nationals, a couple times. Uh, Weber uh, had me come and do Slam. So, you no, know, like I said, I try to get back east a couple times. You know, at least once a year to kind of see everybody's vehicles prior to World Finals. Obviously, uh, I was back there for World Finals uh, this year, which was really cool. 
Um, it's great to see other vehicles than what I see all the time. Um, let's see what is going to be offered at the December 5th Fresno show. It should be everything. It'll be a toys for tots. So it means no trophies. Just so you know, Justin, it should be no trophies, but it should offer all classes, all different, whatever, whatever you want to do. It should be offered there. Um, but anyway, like I said, uh, I try to get back East. The thing is, uh, we see our guys out here on the West Coast. We have a certain vibe and um, the way the shows go. The shows have a certain flow to them. And I'm sure you cool. guys have a certain flow to your shows back east too. And it's yeah. different. Um, mm -hmm. Not One's not better than the other. One's not worse than the other. It's just different. So it's good to go out there and see the difference in how the shows are ran. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, my shows are a little more upbeat than the shows I've been to the back East when I start running shows. Uh, it's just, um, I go a million miles a minute and, uh, I try to get as many people involved. Uh, we had some, some people that had, uh, I think I was distracting Gracie a little bit. I was distracting, uh, Jimbo a little bit. Um, cause have you, uh, so if you guys don't know, whenever I host an event or whenever I'm, uh, uh judging an event, you very can, vocal. Very vocal. Yeah. Well, you guys can go right on. Uh, you guys can go right on Sonic FX, and you just hit the bell notifications. And every single time I uh, have an event, I go live with the event, and then I share it to as many places as I can. Um, people used to accuse me back east of I'm a cheater, you know this and that. Uh, this was many, 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 many years ago, and so I said, real easy, real simple. I'll just put my shows online. And then you guys can watch me do my thing. So there, okay. you, there it is. Um, so with that being said, uh, a big deal for me is I'm I want to be as interactive as I possibly can with the crowd, with the competitors. And uh, I think that was a little distracting to the guys from back east. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like an auctioneer. Yeah. So Jeremy talks a lot, but he does it at a slow pace. He does. He goes, he goes, I tried that auctioneer. It was sucked. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started doing it with the uh, Beat the Boss, and uh, the first couple times, man, I could not keep up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was, um, uh, I was intimidated. I was like, man, I'm, I got to fill some big shoes here trying to pull this shit off, but I did it. Yep. Uh, the, the other thing, too, is uh, we have a thing over here called Beat the Boss. So – at the end of each base race uh, class, the whoever wins has the option to go against me for 10 bucks, heads up, even money. And I take the loser's car in the finals because that way I know Ooh. their vehicle can make the you know 29.9 or 39, whatever it is, right? So Ooh. obviously they can make it if they made it that far. And so I borrow their vehicle. And once I borrow their vehicle, he never been the vehicle. I don't practice base race. I don't do anything. I just get in some guy's car. Okay, how does this work? Push play. My volume good? All right, we're yeah. ready to go. All right. And I sit there, and I'm like, I think I'm around 75% wins. That's so, awesome. So not too wow. bad for somebody that never base races. That's right. Like, yeah. like our buddy Moses Martinez. Moses Martinez. Watching right now, too. Um, Moses. Dude, his truck I can hold a 9.9 .9 for days in that car truck. With just, a test tone, huh? Dude, just 9.9 no. .9 for days? <laughs> With a test tone all day? No test tones. <laughs> and, dude, I hold that for days in that truck. So I know he can make that truck work hella good. Ah, Jeremy Creamer says he might try that beat the boss thing. He needs to. He needs to knock the dust off. Yeah. <laughs> run run more than his mouth. Run right. more than his mouth, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's so, just fun. No, um, and, and you know, it, it's it it adds another interesting flair to the shows. Um, you know, I'm not telling everybody the whole time, hey, you should be doing this, dude. Here it is. You should that's be doing right. it. Here it is. Now, the one time that screwed me up big was. I got in this guy. I don't even remember whose car it was. I got in there, and I start playing with the knob, and I'm turning it. Which way do you turn your knob to get louder? The right. Not his. His was to the left? His is to the left. 
So what? Yeah, I have no idea. So it checks out. So I'm on there. I'm 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 base racing, and I'm watching my numbers going. It's starting to go up. So I go to turn it down. Well, it wasn't turning it down. I busted out like that. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. oh, that's dude. crazy. I wonder. I mean, I've never even heard of a knob like that. That's crazy. I wonder what brand that is. Or wow, that's a trip. Yeah, a Jenner. Trip. Jenner thinks it was Manny's knob that was backwards. Uh, Lord of Bass Manny, twenty nine nine. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Guy, or West Coast champion. That's so, crazy. Yep. That would mess me up pretty fast. <laughs> Jeremy said, uh, you got a backwards knob. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was talking about your base knob on that one. <laughs> Jeremy Josh, would know. Jeremy would know. I bet he would. <laughs> Who's the big spoon? That's all the question is. <laughs> we'll let y'all imagine that one. Uh, Josh Tatu stepping in, saying what's up. Um uh brandy's still hanging out we got we got a lot of people in here we got 23 people in there uh post where you guys are from talk about uh what shows you like what things you do if you have any questions for daryl any get questions for daryl let's you get them out there um so daryl of all the shows you've been to obviously you've been to tons of shows right you had to have yes, been man. to beat lucky that's right what was your favorite show honestly i have to say the sundown show other outside of finals, the yep. Sundown Show is uh, probably my favorite so far. Um, it was kind of like one of the bucket list shows for me, and I didn't get to make it 19, but I went in uh, 2020, and like I was hooked. Um, actually, even wearing the 2121 shirt right now. So <laughs> there you go. It, it's awesome. It's just to get like everybody's upbeat. There's demos everywhere. There's vendors out there, you know. <clears throat> Everybody gets really into that show. It's like even if they don't go to shows throughout the year, they always try to make the Sundown show. So you get to see a big variety of stuff. <clears throat> got, that's where I got to see, like, uh, I won't know, Jerry, I can't remember if it was, yeah, it was the Sundown show when they had the first death match. I got to watch with the Death Monks guys and Justin Haddock with Extreme Van, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever, you know, sitting there doing 170s for five minutes, you know, Oof. and that's back when Hank Veach was running the little piano truck that Dan Horner has now, mm-hmm. and, like, wouldn't nobody step to him, so he done it by himself, and that gave him a number he had to stay above um, for uh, for the five minutes, so he just sat there, let it go, let it go, and I just think it was cool that they could hold that number with that kind of power, you know, that long. So it's, it's definitely awesome. So Chris the, Jenner, oh sorry, to cut you off. Go ahead. No, nah, I was like that, but that Russian wind truck that Defmont had, that thing was amazing, man. Like it was like twenty four twelves in there, and Jeez. like you had a big Russian guy with some bolt cutters at the back, just like ready to snip <laughs> power wire. Snipping wire, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it was awesome. <laughs> so there was an ongoing joke that we had, right? Because I mean, you were just smoking me in points, and we were like damn, how's he just going so far ahead of me? How is he getting that far ahead? So there was this ongoing joke. They must be doing shows in his driveway. Like every weekend, he's doing like one a day or something. So Chris Jenner, he said, uh, Daryl, how many 1X shows did you hold in your driveway to get all them points? All right. Well, to be honest with you, there was, I want to say there was three shows done at my shop, Not which like my shop is about a football field away from my house. And that's actually where I run like my side business app. That's where I do all my audio stuff. Um, but we um, we done three, I think it was. One of them was a Toys for Tot show, and two of them were just regular 1Xs. Um, and it really was more to get, like, the guys on my team comfortable with competing, not so yeah. much myself because, like, I like to ride. You know, I'll go, I'm down to go anywhere. So um, I, I didn't really use that to my advantage per se. For sure. You know, but um, now we're, I'm linked in with a promoter, and so is Jeremy down here. He does – on average, he does about a show a month. And generally when he does them, like all the competitors want him to be a 3X. So that definitely helped. You know, they're more, most of them were within a two to three hour range, you know, from my house. Some of them's 45 minutes away, you know. So that definitely helped me a lot. But like I said, I hit Sundown show both years. I've been to Georgia a bunch. I went down to Jacksonville, Florida. Um, went to... I've been to Tennessee a whole bunch, you know, so I like to get out and travel just as much as I like to stay at home. So, you know, it really don't bother me to ride. I'll go to wherever the shows are, you know, if it works out my work schedule and the finance side of it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky just found out he can do, anybody can host a one X. 
So he'll be doing so the. Gonna uh, start having him every weekend, huh? Yeah, he, he's gonna he's gonna start having him at the Kmart parking lot around the I'm street doing, corner from his I'm house. Doing, I'm gonna be doing three a day every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, like you know, a lot of people are like, "Man, I'm surprised you ain't got a meter to do one exits." Like, I don't own a meter um, at all, okay. and that's where a lot of people think like I test a lot. And Jeremy can vouch for this. Like back in 2019, get ready for finals. Like I would, like Jeremy would let me come test every so often, get prepared. But the past two years, I really like. If I'm at a show, that's when I test. Base race, I don't, I don't base race at home. I don't test my cars at home. Everything I do is in front of the people. So if if it does good, it does good in front of them. If it falls on its face, it does it in front of everybody. So, wow. but I, I've been wanting to get a meter just for like doing my installs, like for customers and stuff like that. But most of what I do, they don't really care about a number. You know, it's more prettiness and simple truck builds. Like I've done a few walls and the ones I've done have turned out nice. You know, they've mid fifties, stuff like that. But um, not, many, not many of them are into competing per se. It's just going to the parking lot, drinking a little bit, turning it up. Uh, you got to get them into competing. Once they start doing it and they understand the competition part of it, 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 it changes how the shows are for you I, I, oh, obviously yeah. you know that right oh, yeah. and it's it's something they need to kind of learn is um the more the more you compete and, and i mean like base race dude base race is a low dollar in possibly oh, you yeah. know most, top dog most, most definitely like my buddy jamie that the one i told you that i base race with here locally uh -huh. um he's got four uh resilient sound entry level 12s Mm -hmm. um on like a rantless base 5k which i know to a lot of people that seems like a lot you know but to us that's kind of like budget friendly stuff mm -hmm. and like he base races out the trunk of his centra and like he yeah. can kill 129.9 like the only thing that we got to get him trained to do is like get more comfortable doing it outside the vehicle yeah but yeah. i can tell you like me and him top dog one night and that's how he got really good i, th I want to say it was the uh toys for top show we did last year we were top dog and of course like i won you know but i told jeremy i was like keep extending you know i want these guys to learn so we can keep going so three of us literally top dog it felt like three hours um but jamie just kept getting better and better and better and better yeah. and then next thing i know he was whooping me you know and now <laughs> yeah. like and when i say he's a natural base racer he has literally done his car and he's jumping in three others never sent him he even used my black truck at a yeah. show it come out 29.9 no problem different music he don't use the same song nothing and it just it's crazy you know which i can do mine and i can catch on pretty quick but it's just i have to knock the rust off a little bit it seems like he can get in there and just do it naturally it's it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. not that hard yeah frankie no. smith at surf city so i mean he's he's really really good and so this year so last year he got it right and this year at surf city I won, but he was still right fucking there. And he said that he hasn't done base race or, or top dog. I'm sorry. Since, since last, last surf, surf city. It hasn't even tested nothing. Yep. So, I mean, and he was still within a 10th, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Uh, some people are just, some people are naturals at it with me. I got, which yeah, I really didn't start base racing. I want to think until like the middle of the last year. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I guess, no, I started right after finals because I wanted to learn because it really intrigued me. And then, like, seeing Chris and, like, David McKay and all them going at it at all the shows, because it, it, it keeps you more involved than just pulling up to the, the ramp, you know, and driving away. Yeah, yeah right, and, right, right. You know, so I got really intrigued to it. And, like, I think we're going to, like, get it to where we can satellite shows to each other so I can start, like, practicing against them guys, you know, uh, online. Because, like – We can absolutely like, do that. It's, yeah, it's super easy to do. Oh yeah, because I'll like I can't you can't take it away from them. Tennessee boys got base race on lock. You know, I think mm -hmm. they won twenty nine nine, thirty nine nine and forty nine nine, I think. Oh, they Ten. no, cause forty nine was it fifty nine mm -hmm. was Jimbo? fifty nine was Jimbo. Forty nine nine was Chris, cause me and Chris went together. There was David. David got one, right? David got thirty nine nine. Yeah, is he and Tennessee? Yeah, he's Tennessee. Uh, I think he's, he's North Carolina. No. David McKay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's North Carolina, and obviously. And then I think one of their guys uh, got 29-9 as well. I think they swept all of it but 59-9. Okay. So them, them guys eat, sleep, and breathe base race. There's no joke about it. 
So that's where, like, you know, um, when me and Chris went against each other at Triple Fest, him and David and a couple guys moved up to 39.9, which is the class I did with the CRX. And um, at the time, I had to go up against Kenneth Trauber um, in uh, Pro Stock 5K with the CRX. And I'd done one of those things, like, when I competed with DB Drag, like, I went and ran Iaska, and then I went and ran Mecca, and I pulled over, and instead of charging the car, I decided I was going to go get some food because I'm kind of hefty, and I was getting hungry. <laughs> So when I walked in Get to find angry. out when, when I went to find out how the qualifying order was going to go, like I was first up. So like, I didn't get to charge the car at all. So when I turned the car on, like I needed my voltage to pull the power I needed. I needed my voltage to be around 14, five. When I turned the switch on, I was at 13, two. So like I couldn't even pull 5k out of the car. And I think I lost to Kenneth by like 0.2 in one of those little Panda hatchback looking cars. Mm-hmm. And like, I really beat myself up on it because at the time, like I was undefeated with the CRX and, you know, it was one of those mistakes. Like, you know, everybody's got to win. Everybody's got to lose at some point, but like, it's different. Like when you lose because you made a mistake yourself, like I'm my biggest critic. Like I beat myself up on it, beat myself up on it. And like, I was kind of standing over in the corner, you know, cause it was at the same place. The East coast finale was. And, um, a guy, uh, he really don't compete too much but his name is brandon yates he's a quite a few years older than me i don't exactly know how i think he's in his mid-40s but like when i was 16 and getting in it he was the man like he'd done all the crazy builds he lives in montgomery and um he was actually on team incriminator and like he's just always been kind of like an idol to me he walked up to me he's like man he's like why are you beating yourself up so much i was like man i lost you know i messed up i didn't charge my batteries i was at like a little two-year-old in the corner sucking on my thumb and he's <laughs> like well ain't you still got to compete i was like yeah i gotta do base race i was like but i don't even want to do it no more he's like well how'd you qualify i said i qualified a perfect 39.9 he goes well how many other people qualified that i was like i'm the only Nine. one with a perfect score <laughs> yeah and he was like and you don't want to do it i was like no and at, at the time i was still trying to get the sound quality part figured out with the car you know working the volume knob and this and that because that car could come out really strong like i 49.9 that car at one time like it come out the gate hard so the night before um i actually ran into wayne and he was like well you ready for base race and i was like well and I don't, Jeremy has told me time and time again about the sound quality and it never clicked, but talking to Wayne, you know, it just, it clicked different. So when I pulled up to qualify, that was like, you know, boom, boom. And it worked. So when it come, I think uh, Chris Gregory and one of his guys went like five rounds, you know, first, first time. And uh, Gregory was all pumped up. He's like, yeah, that's how we do it in Tennessee. We sleep, breathe, base race. You know, I'm pulling up already, like, sad because I lost, you know, first <laughs> time 5K. And, like, I put my little radio box on. I get ready. And Jeremy's like, you ready? And I throw my hands up. You know, we went. And I actually, Chris got knocked out first round. And uh, Jeremy picked up the mic. He's like, and that's how we base race in Alabama. You know, <laughs> mic drop. Mic drop. Mic drop thing. <laughs> and that's when Chris is like, how much do you really practice? And I was like, man, I really don't. Like if I base race, it's at a show. So it went on. I like I ended up winning, so that was pretty cool. And then me, Chris, David McKay, and Brandon Ross are done top dog. And I want to say I think I finished second in top dog because I got I was so pumped up for winning base race. I didn't even care about top dog. <laughs> so, but it, right. it's definitely fun going against them guys. Okay, so a quick question from Brandy. Um, she wanted to know how old your daughter was. Oh, your daughter. My is. daughter is. She's eight years old currently. Eight years old currently competing in that one. Um, mm-hmm. One of the uh, questions we always ask everybody is, um, you know, what's your definition of a base head? My definition, man, it's all about music. That's what got me into it. My mom is a big, like, ZZ Top classic rock person. So it's it got me into music. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, like, I just love music. I love music of all genres as loud as you can play it, you know, and that's like the sound quality stuff to me ain't really my thing, which, you know, with the motorcycle and the power wheels, you got to do the RPA stuff, you know, and with Cyclone, but like, I just like my music loud and like, I like my bass to overpower the highs. I'm not a big stunt wall guy with all the PA horns and stuff like that. It kills my ears. But like, if I could ride by your house and knock pictures off your wall, right? to me, you know, 
and it doesn't matter, you know, what you got. As long as you enjoy the music and you're into it, like I can get down with it. The guy that's got some Walmart speakers or the guy that's got a ten thousand dollar setup, I respect everybody. That's right. You know that's what right. I'm saying? Because at one time I was that kid that couldn't afford nothing but kicker comps, you know. Oh, so yeah. and it, like come on, like home stereo Vegas. stuff in your I'm car. I started out with the Sherman seat. Vega house speakers. That's in the right. Back in the trunk, yeah. Right. Sherman Vega twelves with the combo set. Hell that's yeah, right. that's where I was at. So, anybody like you know, that's like you know a lot of the local kids in my area you know which i call them kids you know i'm not in my opinion i'm still 21 you know even though i'm 34 like i don't feel like i'm getting older i feel like i just stay the same you know but like i try to help everybody i can give advice you know sometimes it gets a little overwhelming but like i try to help everybody it doesn't matter if they got a five hundred dollar trunk set up or nothing like if you enjoy music i'm down with it i'll talk to you all day about it and like it kind of gets to like my girlfriend sometimes because I like to run my mouth. I could talk music, you know, all day long. Right. But it's always been that like my family functions. Anywhere we go out to dinner, everybody knows me. You know, my dad told me I should run for mayor just because I know everybody. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that's freaking just, awesome. It's all about being in the music. Like I said, you ain't got to have a, you know, a monster set up. As long as you enjoy it, you like to rattle your trunk, I'm down with it. There you go. Um, yep. All right. Uh, anything else here? Because we're at the one minute, one hour mark. Um, you know, uh, you know, we we, we try to keep it right about an hour, so we're right there at the That's hour fine. mark right now, uh, which is great. Uh, you've been absolutely a great guest, Daryl. Uh, absolutely, you know, I appreciate y'all having me on here. Uh, no, we we enjoyed it. I would love to have your daughter with you. Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, like I yeah. said, she's she wasn't here, but. Maybe next time we can get on real quick or something like that. She can talk about it. She gets kind of stage fright though when you put her in front of a camera or in front of a crowd. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's she's a good thing. We're gonna try and have. Uh, hopefully, I can get Chris and uh, Kyle, Kyle. On for mm -hmm. our next one next week. Is really what I'm going for. I'm also looking for some alternator guys. Uh, I really want to start talking about like how to power a vehicle for uh, mm -hmm. competition. You know, from people who design the power. Right. Oh yeah, most definitely. So we're gonna try and do all all that kind of stuff. Um, any last thoughts, Daryl? Any sponsors or any of that stuff that you want to talk about? Well, I want to say now, first and foremost, I want to say thanks to all my guys because <clears throat> coming down to finals, my guys and Team Big Boy Sounds were a huge help. Um, we literally finished uh, four customer cars and then all my vehicles in like a week and a half. So if it wouldn't have been for them, I couldn't have done it. Um, you know, Resilient Sounds, Incriminator Audio um to ramps without them guys you know i could have done it you know big thanks to jeremy creamer uh you know god of course my family for supporting me but uh you know i'm, I'm just thankful to be where i'm at because if you would have told me where i was at you know four years ago i'd like man you're crazy i won't do all this or own all this so it's, it's kind of cool watching it evolve and stuff like that and be able to accomplish what i accomplished you know i'm, I'm thankful for it but i'm not done yet my goal i still gotta be lucky again <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Hopefully look. we can meet up at a show, you know, sometime this year. Absolutely, I man. Meet you and meet you and Brett, you know, in person. I want to see his van, you know, just kick it with everybody to hang out. So even if I don't compete, I may try to make it out that way just to hang out. Okay. Yeah. There absolutely. That'd be awesome. No, I'm terrified sure. to fly though, so I have to drive. Like I, I turn into a little girl with flying. Right. So my biggest fears are ocean and flying, right? And the first time I ever flown was to Hawaii, so six hours over the ocean. Over yeah. the ocean, flying. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what, though, man, um, it was it was awesome. And I was trying to convince myself to fly, you know, uh, here and there, like stay used to it, you know. And I didn't, and so now I'm scared to death again to fly somewhere. I but, flew yeah. one time when I was like twenty. I want to say twenty. Um, it was in it was in a plane about the size of a CRX. That was, probably, <laughs> that was probably not the right thing to do because like i when i was younger i was like i'll do anything once you know mm -hmm. and my buddy's dad uh uncle actually had two planes and uh, we were at his house um skeet shooting and he landed in one of the planes he would drive because he had a runway in front of his house they were like way loaded and uh he had <laughs> like, airport at his house yeah um, bessie's got he had, some a, money. he had a private jet and that little pond hoppers what he called it yep. and he had on the runway which we used to race on the runway you know when you pull in the gates open yep. up you drive across the runway there was a big old water fountain and he had the biggest garage door i've ever seen in my life you know fold over for the jets to come out but uh i jumped in the plane with them and when we took off i swear my fingerprints still like 13 years later are still in the seats <laughs> um, 
And like <laughs> when I finally got got up there and got relaxed and like kind of looking around, that made the pain the plane bobble and my heart just dropped. And I was like, <laughs> there was no more getting relaxed, nothing. And then we went to descend and he cut the motor off. And I was like, Why'd you do that? You know, I was like freaking out. He goes, We well, gotta turn it off, you know, to descend. I said, what if you're short? He goes, well, you crank it back up. I said, and what if it don't crank? He goes, you don't think that way. I said, I do, you know, so that was the first and the only time I've ever flew in my life, which everybody says flying commercials a little bit different. So, it is quite a know, bit. I've flown both. Jeremy so. tried to get me to fly out there to Cali, even though I couldn't compete. And we talked about trying to sneak over to Brazil one year or so. Kind of check that side of it out. So I may get a, get a little tipsy enough to get on a plane one time. Hey, if you fly out this way, we'll get you a car to compete in base race with. For sure. Awesome. awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. So any, uh, any final thoughts, Mr. Lucky? Uh, no. Nope. That is it. I think yeah. we're good. Where are we going to follow you, see what you got going on? Talk uh, about all your stuff? Lots of Watts. or me. Yeah, you can go to lotsofwatts.com, purchase some uh, base head apparel, some merchandise. Um, you can go to my YouTube channel, Lucky McGovern. Hit the subscribe button and the bell notification to get alerted every time I upload a video. Um, so I'm trying to get to some shows quick so I can do some more footage and uh, upload some more videos and stuff like that. And I'll have some footage on the new upcoming install going on, um, hopefully here pretty quick. So, yeah, about okay. it. All right. And for me, uh, Daryl's been an awesome guest. We really appreciate him being on. Thank you very much. Uh, once again, if you guys want to uh, tip the host, you know, help us uh, pay for some of this show, we greatly appreciate it. We split it 100 percent, 50 50 tips for this show. If you go to Venmo, it's Venmo uh, at Sonic FX. Cash app is dollar sign Sonic FX. That's S-O-N-I-C-F-X. Uh, you can send it there. That would be awesome. Uh, other than that, we'll be on iHeart, iTunes, Apple Podcast, anywhere you get your streaming service. You guys will be able to listen to this in about an hour. Oh, I'm going to go to the bowling alley after this, so probably about two hours after this, two, three hours. You'll be able to uh, listen to the audio only. It'll be up on YouTube here in the next, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, um, however long it takes to upload. But uh, once again, hey, guys, thank you for tuning in. This is uh, Next week we'll be here Monday night, 6 p.m., as we are every Monday. Doesn't smash matter if it's the a hate holiday. button. Smash right. the angry smash faces. Smash the angry faces. That's, yeah. what, that's what they're telling me. The angry faces is how you get the, the uh, how you beat the algorithm on uh, Facebook. Uh, also, like and share it from YouTube. I need some more member uh, people to join. So if you guys can uh, join the YouTube, Sonic FX Doug, S-O-N-I-C-F-X-D-O-U-G, all one word. Uh, once again, uh, if we, uh, we will see you guys next Monday night. If we don't see you before then on Basehead Diaries, but we'll see you next Monday night on This Week in Car Audio. Basehead Diaries, where I'm a lot more active than I am on This Week in Car Audio. <laughs> yeah, we're out.